Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am the candy cane that pulls the bad performer off the stage from the wings, Trey Plenicky. Oh, that's really good. Uh, I am the failing sugar factory, Daniel Kunkel. The failing sugar factory. We're falling apart. You ever try cleaning sugar out of equipment? It sucks. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know what's been torturing me recently? Mm, Tell me. So, like... You and I, we're passion-brained, right? Where it's like, if we are working in a field that we are not passionate about, we want to curl up into a ball and die. Mm, and mm-hmm. hate, and we hate ourselves until the end of time. But when we're working, we want to work at something we're passionate about, right? Yes, sure. You're, you're, you feel that way? Um, yeah, I think I think part of being an adult is learning to move through those difficult periods. But yeah. Of course, of course. Sure. Now... However, mm. there are people that are just like, yeah. Wait, what's the matter? No, I'm 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 wiggling my finger in agreement with oh, you. Oh, like, okay. oh, oh, hold on. <laughs> there are people there are people who just wanna make plain parts. Yeah, they fucking love it. They're people who like melt aluminum. Yeah. They're they're people they're people who like, yeah, my passion is <laughs> Is is making and selling paper envelopes? It's like what? What are you talking that's a, about? That's a that's a beautiful thing to me. That is that is, that is uh, you yeah. have described one of the beautiful forgive the turn of phrase hallmarks of humanity is that people are different than you. And that's they, crazy. And they love different dude. My like I'm trying to think. Um, like my, my mom, right. She, she runs her own company, which already sounds a little too stressful for Dambo and she runs her own company and her like big thing is, is educating people on grant writing. Mm. Grant. You, have you ever tried writing a grant before Trey? Yeah. It's awful. It's, it's one of the worst it's, things ever. Yeah. You got to suck toes. <laughs> and my mother fucking loves it that's crazy. It is, she love well i don't know how much she loves loves it but she loves the result of it enough to do the thing i think that's really what it is right it's not so much i love the process i don't i don't i i'm sure people love all parts of their jobs to, like they can find uh-huh. something you like in it i think it's more i have found i love the end result mm. right so like people yeah. who love working in um any sort of like public facing job, right? People who love like being cashiers or something like that. They don't love working with the really shitty mean customers. But they probably like problem solving and they like the they like the interactivity of it and they like the talking like the hard parts of a job are not the part you love always necessarily. Sure. Unless it's yeah. the art and then you arts and then you have to learn to love the hard parts of your job. 100%. Yeah. I would say I mean my illness so I, I work Ooh. at a PO I, I work at a POS system mm. um it, it, in Chicago and uh yeah it just blows but I do like interacting <laughs> with customers it really sucks but uh in terms of theater my illness is what I I discovered it um I discovered it this summer I think this past oh. summer um working at a uh, repertory theater, I was like, am I going to be able to do like summer stock in a meaningful way at 26 mm. years old? You know, cause that's, yeah. a, it's a hard job and like dancing like yeah. that and singing like that. It's difficult. And yeah. um, there's a reason why you see a lot of like 
20 year olds and 19 year olds doing the, these jobs. Yep. It's because they, they're the only ones that can. And while I was there, we had to like do set changeover, which is when you like, uh, I, I know, you know, but I, for everybody else, the set changeover, it's nice. like when you, when you change over the set from one show to the next and you do it in between shows. So you had just done a three hour musical and now you have to, now you have to tear down the set at 11 p.m. and put up the next one for tomorrow, which you do at, at in the evening and rinse and repeat. Yeah. Um, so that that sucks. But as I found, I was like, <laughs> man, I my illness is that I fucking love this. Damn. Yes. Why am I having? I'm having such a good time right now. I love all aspects oh. of theater, and it and it 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 kills me. Because mm. it, it, it hurts so bad, but it is my sickness. I, I yearn so bad to be a, among and apart and integral in all aspects of theater that yes. it probably sucks to work with me. They suck. They really, really, really suck. I'm like, oh, Jesus, God damn it. Why, why do I love sound check? Dude, oh my God, because sound check's fun. Yeah. Why do I love focusing lights? Uh, be- because you found your passion. Um, I love <laughs> my favorite terrible thing in theater is everything for for if you never worked in the arts, right? And this is probably true of most arts, but I've, I mostly have theater experience. Uh, everything to artists is a uh, immediate massive problem, and when you can meet artists who know how to compartmentalize things down into mm. like okay hey guys look this is a problem we don't need to deal with it today though this is a this is a tomorrow problem mm. versus the the particularly theater artists who are like guys we do not have the silver carts that we need for this one dance number and if we don't have the silver carts then they can't do the quick change behind the silver carts and everything's going to fall shit and it like you want to just sit there and be like i need you to i need you to take a long long deep breath and recognize and the words you are saying later i just it's cool we'll yeah. find them we'll find the silver carts so that they can do the quick change during the opening number <laughs> of thoroughly modern millie it's fine it's not, it's not serious it's, it's so not unserious. a serious thing it's so it's such an unserious thing i i, I do really you. there was one story i had heard um Maybe it was at like a round table for our university, like when I was in New York, where uh, someone was like, someone was like, I took my job extremely seriously for a Mm -hmm. really long time and like Mm -hmm. was that person. And then one day uh, she got a audition (laughs) and the role on the audition was was dancing cupcake. And she (laughs) and she sat there and she was like, this is. This is an unserious profession. Yes. This profession is deeply unserious. Mm-hmm. And there's there's no need to we can let everything go. No. There's uh, a there's a I've I have uh <laughs> fallen down the rabbit hole of Hayao Miyazaki quotes recently. And there was wow. a really great a really great interview he was doing and he was basically like he was like he's like you need to make your movie like it's going to change everybody in the world. Knowing that it's not going to change anybody. Yeah. That's what it means to be a filmmaker. And I was like, oh, 
fuck good quote good quote. Like, good quote just the idea yeah. of like and and i think that's true of most i think it would say that about most people in their jobs you need to on some level go i am changing lives right now because i think yeah. deep down that's what most of us want to do in some shape or form one way or the other directly indirectly whatever we want to feel like we are changing the world in some right. even our small corner you have to believe that even when you're auditioning for dancing cupcake for dancing cupcake yeah Number four. <laughs> Number four. Not How even we the get to top three. About this? No, not even the top, the top three the dancing top three, they, they, that's where you make the big bucks. Yeah. Uh, How the fuck did we, we get to talking we, about this? Uh, because I can't believe that this woman's passion is making candy canes and Marion Bright. Dude. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in this Hallmark movie, Marion Bright, uh, we follow Stephanie from Full House as yeah. uh, Kate. <laughs> And she is the um, the production. What is she? Production head? Is she like just She's the face the of this operation? Is she CEO at the top She's of the movie? CEO, hell yeah! Okay. She just she's just been promoted to CEO, and in classic fashion, they promoted a woman so they can blame all the problems on her. <laughs> uh, Marion Bright, uh, Kate uh, is the CEO of. Mm. Uh, the candy cane company, Marion Bright, uh, located in Brightwell, Ohio, the candy cane capital <laughs> of the world. However, Kate is having some issues leading the company, it seems, and needs to bring in a uh, sort of fixer upper company, Empire Corporation Recovery, and a hot lad named Gabe comes in to be that fixer-upper. Uh, that is pretty much the, that's the beginning of the movie. Yes, um, it is. And I hear you at home. I hear your little voice. Isn't this just roughly the plot of Glenn Glary again, Glenn Ross? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hallmark, 100%. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Um, Hall, Hall Gary, Hall Ross. Hall Gary, Mark Ross. Isn't Mark Ross the guy from Suits? Uh, Mark Gary. I think it is. No, Paul Mike. Ross. Isn't it? Is it Mike Ross? I'm not sure. Mike. Yes, it's Mike Ross. Mike Ross. Criminal. Mike Ross. <laughs> do you see Criminal. they all? Do you see they all got together at the uh, Golden Globes? Yeah, they did a funny presenting bit. Oh, it was so cute. The, the yeah. cute presenting bit. Uh, yeah, I never liked Suits. We watched uh, about half of the first season, and like, it's fun. Yeah. Meghan Markle's in it. Meghan Markle That's, is in it. She's a big part in it, which is kind of funny. Yes. Um, <laughs> she anyway. is a, she's a massive part of this show. Yeah, she's huge in it. Um, Gabe and seasons. Kate. Jesus Christ. Gabe and Kate. Gabe works at his uh, family company, uh, Empire Corporation Recovery, where his mom is the CEO. And cool. uh, Kate works at her family company, which is the uh, which is Marion Bright, which was made by her grandmother. Is that is that correct? Um, yes, her grandmother settled in, made Brightwell the uh, candy cane capital of the world. Uh, subplots. Are you ready, Daniel? There's so many goddamn subplots. Subplots. We got our we got our favorite subplot, which is uh, Pete. <laughs> Uh, who's the, uh, what do you, he's what would you say? The, concierge? He's, the, he's the concierge. He's the desk operator. He's the checking in, in person. He's probably the person who cleans the rooms too. He's the desk he, jockey. 
He is dating. That was um, a good joke, Kate's and you just breeze past it. Sorry, what? Desk jockey. Desk jockey, like a disc jockey. That was but the for that desk. was the good joke that you wanted to highlight. I thought it was a pretty good joke. <clears throat> what about? I will not him? apologize for brilliance. <laughs> you um, breeze through my Glenn Glary Glenn Ross reference earlier too. You are not being considerate today <laughs> to me. <laughs> I'm trying to get through this movie, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to run the numbers. All right. Yeah, please. Uh, Pete wants to be. Uh, well, Pete. Okay, and this is me running through this. <laughs> yeah, you're you're crushing it. Sophie wants to get engaged. Who is Kate's friend? Uh, Kate's uh, Kate's uh, right hand person. Um, Sophie wants to get engaged to this uh, hotel operator, Pete. Yeah, um, played by Pete Darren is, Martins. He's good. I like him. I think he's really uh, fun, actually. He's been in a couple of flicks. Uh, Pete's uh, been... Uh, Pete, Pete has been slacking on... Yes. Um, things. I need to... Wait, what couple of things have he... Oh, just... Uh, he's just... He doesn't seem that good at his job. <laughs> no. He's very forgetful. He doesn't know how to operate their, like, hotel management software very well. Nope. So he uh, writes a bunch of post-it notes. Writes a bunch them of on posts, his which, monitor. <laughs> listen, um, I cannot judge as someone who keeps notes in a uh, – I have a daily planner. I have one notes on my, my tablet and my computer, and I have a separate journal that I write down everything else in. I keep notes in a lot of different places. <laughs> but <laughs> – but I know where to find those notes. Unlike do you keep, Pete. Do you keep different notes in different places? Or do you, generally speaking, write well, my, this down my, the same my, thing everywhere? My daily thing is literally just a checklist. It's just a okay. daily checklist of tasks so I don't forget things. Um, my one notes, I have actually only recently started using that. And that is, excuse me, for like meetings, quick little meeting notes that I just need to jot down really fast. And I don't okay. want to like sit there and be like, here's my laptop. Boonk. Uh, even though, I mean, this is comical as well. This, this tablet is comically large. Um, and then my other ones, let me think, let me think. I have one that I'm writing a show in. I'm like right, handwriting the script for it, not typing it first. I've got another one. That's like a therapy based journal. That's like for trainings. Um, that's probably, so it. you have more, you have more than what you admitted. I do. <laughs> Sadie. I, I, I have, get it. Uh, I, you know, write down, write, write however you need to write. If you need it to help, then by all means, true. do that. Like, I don't, who gives a shit? Right. Who cares the, who cares how the sausage gets made as Literally, long as the cares? sausage tastes good? Yes. And to his credit, he does remember things. He does, he does like have all the he shit did he it. needs I to mean, have. He do, he is doing his job. Pro- He's doing his uh, job properly, just not as efficient as I think some of us wish in our in our in our hurry up and go culture. Yeah, you know, you can't be treating major corporation workers you like you can't be treating this dude from Suits acting motherfucker this way. How do you feel uh, about Gabe, our man? Gabe Gabe is good. I like Gabe quite a lot, okay. and I like Gabe and Kate together. Me too. I, I didn't mind this movie. I, did, no. I really did not mind this flick. Um, We're two for two on like, hey, this is... This is not okay. too bad. Yeah, all yeah. right. 
Uh, Gabe uh, is upset that he has to spend Christmas, or at least the time surrounding Christmas, in Ohio, which, relatable. <laughs> Haven't we all been there? <laughs> uh, the one time I spent Christmas in Ohio, uh, well, I didn't spend Christmas in Ohio, but I did spend the time around Christmas in Ohio. I had to do Mamma Mia at the at Weathervane. Playhouse. Oh hell yeah! Did you see that? You didn't. See no, that. I didn't see that. That was you know so how many funny. I have seen zero shows at Weathervane Playhouse. Good. I think they've gotten better, but it's just not. Yeah. No, I'm not like literally not a judgment. I just have never made it out there. Seen it. Yeah, just never, never went there. Uh, they, so I did Mamma Mia out there. That was awful. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was a wild show. They, uh, the director had us be Syrian refugees in uh, Mamma Mia. Have I told you about this? No, you fucking have. Okay, not okay. Let me hold on. So oh, I was in Mamma Mia at Weatherman oh. Playhouse. We the director they they wanted to do something different with Mamma Mia. I remember one of the first rehearsals. They sat us down and they were like, "We I want to do Mamma Mia over Christmas because it's a popular show." But what I want to do with Mamma Mia is I want people to walk in expecting to hear really great ABBA songs and walk out really thinking about the Syrian refugee crisis. And we're all like, what? <laughs> I love it. I know. I love it. So we entered at the beginning of the show during the overture. We entered oh. wet. It's winter. Oh. We entered wet, looking wet. Oh. Um, as Donna helped people come into Greece as if we got off a ship, jumped a ship or swam from Do Syria you, to Greece. I have not seen the musical uh, as much as I've seen. Uh, no, I don't think I've ever seen the musical actually. Are, is it like the movie where it opens with, I have a dream? Yes. Oh, oh. and then there's, and then there's, I have a dream. So uh, what's interesting is the, the movie doesn't really open with like an overture. Um, but the story so the overture is when this exposition happened but then i have a dream happened right mm. so it really was like th th he tried to like thematically shoehorn this in yeah but I can like tell. the story of mama mia was unchanged it was just any moment that he could he shoveled in syrian refugees for instance during mama no. mia Mamma Mia, the titular song. The right? song, yeah, the f the song. He had me. He he was like, I wanna, I want like the set to be built throughout let the, the show. Let the juggling boy do his routine. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, I want, I want the set to be built throughout the show. I, I want to okay. see like the set, which is a cool concept. I love when it's that like, happens in shows. Yes. Yeah. Like I want the totally set to really fill out as if to say that the Syrian refugees provide value to this society. So during okay. Mamma Mia, he had me with a drill, a literal power drill, building the arch that Donna and Sam would eventually get married under. Yeah. 
and I, I like it's a drill, <sighs> like it's a real drill. I was I was building the set, and I was doing it in rehearsal one day, and uh, the director goes like Donna's singing "Mamma Mia," and the director goes, "Stop, stop, 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 stop," and I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna get the drill taken away from oh, me because this hear shit is ridiculous." The power madness in this I, person's I, voice. It's like I'm gonna get the drill taken away from me, and <laughs> he goes he goes up to Donna, right, and he goes. And he goes, uh, what was her name? I can't remember. Oh, Eli. He goes up to Eli and goes, if you are not more engaging than the power drill, you're not doing your job. And he said, Trey, you're doing great. Keep going. <laughs> no, you've never told me your Mamma Mia Syrian refugee play story before. Here's another story from the show. Oh my so, god, I'm stealing this. Yes. So at the be- at the beginning of the second act, um, the be- the second act opens with under attack, which is like Sophie's like nightmare, where she's like, I don't know which way to go, I don't know what's up, what's down, what's Classic. reality, and it's this fun like everybody's in swim trunks and floaties and stuff number. Oh, we lo- we love it. And she's like having a nightmare or whatever. So. Uh, the director took this seriously and was like, this is a nightmare, right? So, Trey, I want you in cut-off jorts, no shirt. Why does this whole production hinge around you? It's my <laughs> growing question. Trey, I want you, I want you jorts, jorts, jean shorts, mm-hmm. no shirt, covered in blood. And I want you to oh be Sophie's nightmare. And I God. want you to be like manipulating her mm-hmm. and like whoosh, and like and like <laughs> so I like I was like throwing her around, throwing Sophie around, which is cat, by the way. Um, oh hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throwing throwing her around. Uh, I was like manipulating her and doing oh. like all of these like modern dance moves. Oh my and God. at the end of the number, the director was like Trey, for I want you for a minute, unbroken eye contact with the audience to walk backwards into the into the because uh, Weathervane is like a thrust. Yeah, I've seen the pictures uh, of the stage, but oh. and, it, and he goes, I want you to walk backwards to backstage uh, behind uh. the curtain, and I don't want you to look behind you. No, I want you I to would walk you. up those those steps backwards. Yeah, why and make would the audience you? uncomfortable as you're caked in blood? And that was under attack. That was how they opened Act Two. Uh-huh. Was it any good? <laughs> I mean, uh, no. Brie, like I, you know, it it doesn't. You know, you can have the craziest idea in the world, but if it works, it works. It didn't work. Damn it! It was my at the end of the day. It was Mamma Mia that we were doing, and <laughs> oh, I <laughs> shows this shows oh. not Mamma Mia what we decided to do. No, it, it just, doesn't it sound like it's audience, anything. It left the audience very confused. Weathervane Playhouse is uh, is in a, a pretty not not rural, but a, a non city part of Ohio. So you coming in there, but it, but it also happened to be near both us and uh, University of Ohio. So it was near yeah. like colleges. So you had a lot of college type folks who were like, I want to do <laughs> Mama art. Mia my way. Yeah, I want to do some fucking art. 
It was this is a uh, great example yes. of knowing your fucking audience. <laughs> oh it's like God. 30 minutes from Athens, oh. an hour from Columbus, I think. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Merry and bright. Merry and bright. Um, Gabe is not confident in Kate's no. ability to run this business at all. To, like, to, like, really not confident. In a quite and mean way. He's mean about it. He's a jerk. He so what does he say? He says uh, this company is He's uh, like, it, must like, be run yeah. by apes because no, he doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> he says what? What does he say on the phone? He's like, this is a she's. It's like talking to a wall. It's, yeah, he's like arguing with her is like arguing with a brick wall. Uh huh. Arguing with her is like arguing with a brick wall. Uh, this company like has no idea what the hell they're doing. And yeah, yeah no, he like rips into them yeah and of course and she, she can o- hear and it's really funny uh, yeah she overhears this and that uh, like throws it throws it back into her face or good on her his face yeah slay um, queen so gabe is sort of getting into the christmas spirit at this point after this uh they go on like a few like dinner dates so to speak uh with air quotes um <laughs> and gabe is like okay i'll try so this is the funniest scene in the movie for me <laughs> when Gabe is running the numbers. Yes, he gets a he gets a marketing report that the company has done on like brand recognition. How, you know, what do people think? Customer satisfaction. And he gets this document from her and he pours over it like he's fucking Gandalf looking over <laughs> the like the archives of Minas Tirith. He's like, my God. They, they, your your brand recognition is through the fucking roof. <laughs> he's I I like the scene when he's in the hotel and he has all the graphs like the line graphs oh and the pie God. charts. Four different journals open. This man has. It's like what do you talk about? Pos- too many journals. It's it, they're the most goofy third grade looking ass graphs that you've ever seen in your life. It's the most like ah yes business. I do business. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, okay. We, we get a solution, right? So to what we, I don't think we've actually explained the problem. (laughs) Oh yeah. The problem is the business is failing where it's like, they only get business at Christmas and this is the candy cane only business. It's not doing too well. It turns out. Um, so the solution Gabe is like, you need to be bought somewhat or invested in by a bigger company in order to expand your business. And at first, Kate's like, uh, Gabe, that's a fat L that you just, that's (laughs) terrible. Um, But then Gabe is like, says the magic words, which is Burmax. And uh, Kate's like, okay, I'm interested. I'm listening. Burmax is like this big investing firm. So they have a meeting with Burmax yeah. Um, so they need to come up with something to. They have a meeting pitch. with the head of Burmax, John. Head Burmax. of Burmax, John Jonathan C. Burmax. C, what does the C stand for? Uh, C stands for uh, Crave Business. Ooh, his I middle name it. is Cra- his middle Jonathan name is Crave, Crave Business, Business Burmack. That's so good, Burmax. <laughs> Wait, is this first name really Jonathan? No, I don't fucking remember. Hold on, let he's me not, see. He's not, he's not in this. 
Uh, oh, is, is he Royce? Royce, Royce Burmax? yes, Royce Burmax. That's a way better rich person name. That's really good, actually. Royce, that's actually incredible. Royce um, Burmax. So uh, they were like, okay, we need to pitch to Burmax something. They find, uh, Kate finds her grandma, who started the company, her original recipe. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it's like, okay. I, I thought you were just going to leave it as she found her grandma. No, <laughs> She's no, been no. alive in the hills all these times. <laughs> um, she found her grandma's recipe book, mm-hmm. uh, which has a bunch of different flavor candy canes, which <laughs> maybe they should have been doing that from the start. Yeah. And then if I'm the guy, if I'm like the corporate rescuer who comes in and she's like, I found my grandmother's old recipe book. Oh, oh, did you did she bake? Yeah, her she founded the company and it's her recipes that we use. I found all these other recipes. You didn't you weren't using the other recipes already. Excuse me. You didn't. What? What? Explain that to me. Break that? that down for me, actually. She's yeah. like, yeah, we've, there's this chocolate and they make chocolate and then they go and Burmax is like, hell yeah, a chocolate company. And she's like, no, 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 no. We're a candy cane company. <laughs> uh, well, so, okay. This is more nuanced because uh, at first I was like, Royce is way wrong. Head of Burmax. I was like, you're, dude, you're, you're ill. You were out of line. This, uh, because he, okay. They, they pitch these chocolates, right? And uh, Kate's like. We have these excellent chocolates that we're thinking about selling. Mm-hmm. And then Burmax is like, I thought you were a candy cane company. And then Kate was like, uh, yeah, but obviously that's not going well. So we want to sell things all the time around the year. And, we thought we'd sell to, we'd, we'd sell our business. Yeah. We'd sell more than once a year. Right, we thought we thought any we thought thoughts were, on that, Mr. Business? We we're gonna have more than 20 days of business in a calendar <laughs> year. Any thoughts on that, Burmax? And then Burmax is like, hmm, mm. you know, I don't help out brands that have an identity issue, and it's like, motherfucker, fuck up. <laughs> have you looked at Bic? Bic sells razors and pens. Yep. Do you like, do you are you dumb? Are you daft, bro? He he is a weird. They weirdly make him like an old, like a, like an old businessman who's like, no, I want your company to do one thing. And what yeah. does his company do? Sponsors multiple other companies. So first <laughs> right. of all, Royce, you're a goddamn liar. Second of all, you hypocrite. And he is the whole time just like, no, you need to know what you want to sell. It's like mm. my father, John D. Rockefeller, did one thing and one thing alone. Steal. He Steal. made billions. He just you ever tried stealing? It's it's really fun and it's really easy. <laughs> yeah, that's actually interesting because John D. Rockefeller not only made steel, but he stole. He stole frequently. He stole. He stole. Um, he said he did not let the workers seize the means of production. No, he did not. Uh, cannot have the that. Richest man in this world. Yes. Okay. Too rich. Enough. But enough about capitalism. Uh, Burmax uh, likes the chocolate and decides to invest, and that's pretty much it. We did it, right? That's it. We they did. They kiss. It. They kiss. They they kiss at a at a charity event. Um, 
or, or like a company party or something like at that. The, at the town's big Christmas jubilee, <laughs> they kiss. And, uh, and uh, uh, what's her face? Sophie, Kate's best friend, gets proposed to. Hey, uh, uh, uh. Good and, for her. And we get a one year later time card. Daniel, what are our characters up to one year later? One year later, literally nothing has changed except Gabe can finally propose to Kate. It has been a hallmark-appropriate time of one year to propose to someone. (laughs) One calendar year. One calendar year. They sell more candy canes now, and these candy cane flavors sound nasty as hell. Rattle them off, man. Key lime. Listen, I <laughs> love key lime. I love a key lime pie. It is one of my favorite kinds of of sweet treats. Uh, a key lime candy cane sounds fucking gross. Uh, eggnog, even worse. And these kids are barreling over each other. At the end, Kate's giving a tour at the, after the one-year time jump. Uh, and she is like, have an eggnog candy cane. First of all, gross. Second of all, gross. Uh, eggnog, key lime... Choc, not chocolate. There's a third one I can't remember. It's not as important as the other ones. Yeah, key lime and eggnog. She was like, we did a key lime. The third one was just banana peel. (laughs) Not banana, but the peel. (laughs) The the third one was composting, Ben. Yeah. yeah. Very important. Very gross. We call our composting bin in in this house the stinky bucket. Stinky bucket. That's what it is. Uh, and I dipped a candy cane in it, and now I'm selling it directly to you, the customer. <laughs> the customer. No, we pass those savings customer. on to you, the customer. The customer. Uh, it is the cheapest candy cane. It is five cents. <laughs> actually, they actually it comes packaged with a nickel. <laughs> we pay you yeah. to take these nasty ass candy canes <laughs> off of our hands. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and that's the movie. Uh, they propose uh, that business is going great. Great. Amen. Yep. Um, connections? Connections, yes. Um, well, I think we have found who is financing all these goddamn little so true. little little well, thingamajiggers around town little, little businesses that could little not businesses possi- that could not possibly be running most importantly though hallmark has been a listening and they knew we would be looking for connections because did you hear who was looking for gabe at his company christmas party his mom who? his mom who is his boss the whole time they try to make that a big yeah. reveal and it was like not not really. We know. We know. We, we know, know, and if we do know, it doesn't matter. Literally changes yeah. nothing about their relationship. Um, it kind of makes him a bit more sympathetic. Not really. Uh, his mom comes in after him and Kate have, I will say, a really good kiss. Passionate. Their first kiss, Gabe like pulls her in. It is a rock solid kiss. Hell yeah! I was really. like, okay. Um, his mom comes in and tells them, "Did you catch this?" Oh, someone didn't rewatch Window Wonderland this winter like I did. <laughs> he says, her mom says, the Maguires are here. I swear to God. Yeah. Maguires oh, department store. It took a, yeah, it took a, yeah, took a while. Oh, yeah, baby. shoot. Yep. You know, I, I'm always for, so the, uh, Maguires is the name of the department store in Window yep. Wonderland. I'm all for 
a window mm. wonderland connection it, there needs to there it, more ultimately the, we just watched these movies to feel the same thing we felt during window wonderland yeah that's that's literally all all we watch these movies for all i care about at this point yep mcguire's has been officially re-canonized let's go let's a go chefs uh, that's enough connections for me. I would. That I is would enough say. connections but, uh, for me. <laughs> we have uh, finally found the brains behind the holiday season uh, industrial complex. I'd say of like shitty small yeah. companies that shouldn't exist. Yeah, and like, the Maguires for, are back. Like whoever makes, I, I've always thought that like whoever makes candy canes is making like a million dollars during the holidays. Yeah, whoever's and making else. elves on the shelf million dollars during the holidays like come on but Elf like any any time else you uh, you are enabling these companies burmax enabling mm-hmm. would you like to guess according to bloomberg how much the elf on the shelf empire is estimated to be worth uh i'm gonna say seven mm, no i'm gonna ah uh, man 15 million 100 million dollars no way are you kidding Uh uh-huh no come on when you think about traditional financing models banks don't really look at the startup elf company as being investment worthy pitts tells bloomberg the family was determined to get five thousand copies of the book and toy made so bell took on credit card debt pitts sold her pennsylvania home and their parents cashed in their 401k money to make it happen nuts their debt literally paid off the elf on the shelf empire is now estimated to be worth 100 million dollars according to bloomberg the outlet adds that 28.3 million elf dolls and their pets yes it's a whole universe have been sold around the world since their 2005 launch man they put a bet on the weirdest creepiest motherfucker (laughs) ever to exist you know what people are gonna want just a little guy in their house and he's gonna move around (laughs) when you're not looking when you're not looking. that's crazy that they that they also wrote the book they were like they yes. they literally just fabricated this entire tradition they made this shit up why did they do that i don't, what, I don't know what like what like what compelled them to be like okay. uh, yeah we're gonna have a really you know the the stone angels in doctor who we're gonna do that we're gonna do the weeping Christmas. angels but in real life yeah oh that's so weird. you know why they you know why they did it why because it was their passion Full Daniel, circle. that's full circle. We're Daniel, allowed to so go good. now. We did. Yeah, we can leave. Let's go. Um, Bye. Uh, Daniel, what are we watching next week? <laughs> next week we are watching Christmas Scavenger Hunt. And the ne- following week it's Mistletoe Secret, right? And I believe the following week is Mistletoe Secret, yes. Okay, when, say it. tell me again. When Belinda heads back to her hometown for the holidays, she teams up with her ex-boyfriend for the annual Christmas Scavenger Hunt, and things get complicated. Belinda. Belinda and Dustin are our co- Not not <laughs> Melinda. Not Ma 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 Linda. It's no, Ba 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 Belinda. And okay. the actress who played Nurse Fiona in You is oh, the lead I star. I did you. not neither have I. I assume some people are gonna hear that and go, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah cool. Uh Kim Shaw. Well, you you should leave five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, you could also leave us a follow on either platform. That really helps us out. Uh, you could also email us at mistletoesecret at gmail.com to tell us your version of the story so far. Or Ooh, you can go to our website. Or you got a stage actor in this one. 
www.mistletoesecret.wixsite.com to see our version of the story so far, or you can leave a uh, question at the contact form at the bottom of the page. Uh, You can also uh, visit us on TikTok at Mistletoe Secret Podcast on TikTok. Uh, Daniel, the intro and outro music was written by Colin Robertson. What is the intro music called? Eggnog-flavored candy cane. And the outro music is the lovely, lovely pairing mm. banana peel flavored candy cane. <laughs> My name is Trey Planicki. My name is Daniel Kunkel. And I'm reminding Yay. you to stay jingling and stay jolly. Thank you for listening. What would be the candy cane flavor you made? The candy cane flavor, chips and salsa. <laughs> the chips and salsa candy cane. And it's with extra mint. <laughs> you want to know something funny? What? I was thinking cilantro lime rice. <laughs> Oh, yo! <laughs> that, those pair really well. Oh, those, Moe's, those. Moe's is now rolling out a full line of candy canes for the holiday. <laughs> That's funny.